Welcome to a special episode of HME News in 10 from HME News. This episode is sponsored and developed by Tactical Back Office. Today's guest is Todd Usher, founder of Tactical Back Office. He joins HME News in 10 to talk about how he launched the remote staffing company in 2019 after successfully leveraging employees based in the Philippines to reduce shortages and decrease costs at his own HME company. Then the pandemic hit, making the challenges his company felt more intensely in California spread to HME companies across the country. He also talks about the benefits of incorporating remote staff into your company culture and addresses the question he most gets about TBO. Here's a word from our sponsor. The cost involved in hiring, training, and retaining an employee can be expensive and risky, which can be detrimental to your overhead and bottom line. Entrusting your staffing needs to tactical back office provides greater control over your staff, HR, profits, and growth. To learn more, visit TBO at www.tacticalbackoffice.com. I'm Liz Bollier. And I'm Teresa Flaherty. And this is HME News in 10 from HME News. Hi, Todd. Welcome to HME News in 10. Hi, how are you? Good, good. Thanks again for joining us. Let's talk a little bit about Tactical Back Office's origin story, which is a little unique. It's, it's an offshoot of your HME company. Talk a little bit about why you look to supplement your staffing in this way and what made you know it would be a good standalone business and something you wanted to offer other HME companies. Well, we had an employee that worked for us out of our Sacramento branch that uh, was talking about some friends that needed work that lived in the Philippines. And uh, so we put everything together and got the uh, technology in place to where we can make that happen seamlessly. And uh, we started off with a uh, person working off CMNs as our proof of concept. And then we kind of moved on to PARs and a few other positions from there, and it seemed to work really well. And, you know, the reason we need it, like everybody else, was having staffing issues. This was before we had the staffing issues we had today, you know, the revolving door and that thing. And um, so it seemed to be a good fit. So when did TBO officially launch? It launched about Q1 of 2019. So that sounds like the timing was really good. You set up this infrastructure for this new company, you know, prior to the pandemic. And as we've seen during and in the wake of the pandemic, it seems more HME companies are grappling with staffing issues and are more turning to remote staffing solutions. Can you talk a little bit about why? It started with a uh, company who's a, a friendly competitor of ours, a sleep lab down in Fresno, that uh, was asking about our staffing model and asking to join. And so that's kind of where TBO was born. And it was interesting because he was having the same issues we were having. And uh, we were talking about the revolving door. And so we wanted a solution for that. And so using the uh, team in the Philippines to accommodate those openings and to fill those positions uh, just worked and continue to work as we uh, work through people that would leave the company we would just replace them with a tbo yeah what are some of the pain points that i guess that remote staffing solutions kind of help to resolve 
the shortage of employees to begin with, qualified employees coming in, uh, helps uh, help with that. I think just the increased cost, to put a fine point on it, Medicare was conducting their rural rollout in 2016, so they were taking 60% of our reimbursement, and the state which we're in, which is California, Governor Brown had just made it law where we were marching from $10 an hour minimum wage to $15 minimum wage. So they were decreasing our reimbursement by 60%, increasing our labor costs by over 33%. This seemed to be a better solution than having to uh, follow the rules that were being given to us at the time. So we, we decided to move forward with launching Tactical Back Office internally, really, at that point before it became a formal company. Todd, talk a little bit about why remote staffing for a HIPAA-governed company is kind of a different animal. Why is education and training so important? I think training is important for all of our companies, regardless if they're outsourced, insourced, or, or internal employees. I think as an industry, we're very familiar and accustomed to training and having continuing training. And so what we focus on is just the same thing with our uh, TBO team members, not just training on HIPAA-governed policies and procedures, but you know, network security and things like that that open up a lot of, open up a can of worms, quite frankly, if you get broken into. So we wanna make sure we always have training as part of our company culture. And we do the same thing with the American team as we do with the Philippine team. You know, we include them all in one training session, and that way everybody's lockstep doing the, uh, has the same goal in mind when it comes to servicing our patients. You've mentioned a couple of times the Philippines, Todd. You know, a lot of business owners are gun-shy about outsourcing in general, never mind when it involves employees from another country. Talk a little bit about why the most common question you get is, how good is their English? It just depends on what their job is. If somebody is handling fax wrangling or is doing nothing but insurance verification or prior authorizations, we're not as concerned about how good their English skills are. But if they're answering the phone, if they're taking orders, if they're handling hospital discharges or hospice customers, patients, then we wanna make sure that they're a little bit more good on the English skill set and the comprehension skill set as well. So there's a lot of options out there for us. Out of everybody that we hire, everybody has a job to do. We want to make sure we triage those candidates so they fit the job that's being requested by the client. Even though it's outsourcing, you still feel it's important for remote staff to be part of an HME company's team. How do you make that happen? I think primarily through video conferencing. We've become very accustomed to it through the pandemic. And so if you video conference with your team members, whether they're local or abroad, it helps you develop a relationship with them. You get to know their strengths and weaknesses. You get to know their personality, their, their desires, if they want to promote, if they want to just uh, do their job and go home and, and be with their family. I think it's very important to develop a relationship with them. And since they're spending eight hours a day with you at your business, helping your business succeed, I think doing that video conferencing with the team members is going to help quite a bit with getting not only them trained on your culture, but them knowing what your KPIs, what your needs are, what the 
uh, current situation is with your clients or with your patients or referrals. Just like anybody else that would walk off the street and start working, you want them to be a part of your overall company culture. Todd, let's talk about how remote staffing affects an HME company's referrals and patients and its local reputation in the community. What's the best way to communicate this change to them, or do you, or how do you, uh, what are your expectations there? I have no expectations on to how a client should do it. I can only say how we have done it, and we just onboarded those team members, and they were part of the team. And like anybody else that's dealing with referrals, we're expect, we expect them to know their job and to take care of the customer. And when we see a problem or an issue, we address it or use it as a training opportunity. And we give compliments and accolades to those folks who are doing really good with their job function. That could be, again, handling referrals. That could be talking to medical assistants or patients, uh, completing charts, getting them ready for billing. You know, we want them to be equal with everybody else that's working for the company and feel a part of the team. And so we don't go out there and make a big deal out of the fact of who we have working for us, just like most providers or most companies aren't now. They're, they're another employee that's there to uh, help the company. And what do you see is coming up next in the world of remote staffing? I see a lot of competition starting to creep up out there, and it is uh, good to see that they're out there and they see the value that these remote teams can bring to the table. We are working on a couple of different business units that are going to be offering different solutions that we see our clients are asking for. And so as far as we're concerned, we aren't ready to publish that yet, but one of the things we're developing that we'll probably publish next month is a partnership with a billing consulting firm to assist those companies that want to keep their billing in-house. Perfect. We'll keep an eye out for that news, Todd, and thanks for joining us today on HME News in 10. Thank you, Liz. And that's HME News in 10.